I'm Alec Lace. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Welcome, everybody, to episode 518 of the podcast. I am happy, as always, to be here with you. Thank you for stopping by. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, please get over there and bang that subscribe button. You do not want to miss all the action coming your way right here on First Class Fatherhood. All right, dads, today I'm bringing you another one of my interviews that I recorded live at Turning Point USA in Tampa, and today's guest is Alex Marlowe. Alex is the editor-in-chief of Breitbart News. He hosts Breitbart News Daily on Sirius XM. Alex has graced the cover of Time Magazine and Newsweek. He was named in Forbes 30 Under 30, and he was dubbed perhaps the most significant media figure in America. He is the New York Times bestselling author of Breaking the News, Exposing the Establishment Media's Hidden Deals and Secret Corruption. Alex was hired by Andrew Breitbart himself as the first employee of Breitbart News, doing odd jobs and copy editing, and he has worked his way right up to the current position he has now of editor-in-chief of the News Network. I was very grateful that Alex stopped by the booth at Turning Point USA for a few minutes to talk about fatherhood. Our conversation about fatherhood and family life is straight ahead, so please stick around for the interview. And today's interview was recorded on video and is available for you guys to watch on my YouTube channel. So if you'd like to watch the conversation between myself and the editor-in-chief of Breitbart News, please subscribe to First Class Fatherhood on YouTube. The link is in the description of today's podcast episode. All right, and if you guys missed out on any of the other Turning Point USA interviews that I did down there in Tampa, you got to go back through the archives here and check them out, including my interviews with Officer Brandon Tatum, uh, Kaylee McEnany's husband, Sean Gill Martin, Graham Allen, Michael Knowles, Sebastian Gorker, and several others. All of those are available for you guys to listen to at your convenience. Don't miss out on Wednesday's episode. I got a banger coming your way. Dr. Ben Carson joins me on First Class Fatherhood right here. Make sure you follow me on Instagram at Alec underscore for all the other upcoming guest announcements. If you're enjoying the podcast, please smack me with that rating and review. Always goes a long way to help me out. And as always, guys, please let me spread the word about the podcast. Every father in your neighborhood or in your contact list, let them know about the show that's here celebrating fatherhood and family life. Fatherhood rocks, family values rule, and every day is Father's Day right here with me. And I'm going to be right back with Alex Marlowe. I'm Alec Lace, and you're listening to First Class Fatherhood. Right, Dad. Sports stadiums are beginning to fill up once again. Concerts are coming back, and Broadway shows will be here before you know it. It's time to take your kids to an event and start making memories once again. And there's nothing wrong with saving a few bucks while you do it. My partnership with SeatGeek means that you can save $20 off your tickets by using the promo code FIRSTCLASS. That's one word, FIRSTCLASS, at SeatGeek.com or on the SeatGeek app. Let's go, dads. We've been cooped up way too long here. It's time to start enjoying sports and entertainment again the way they were meant to be experienced, live and in person. Visit SeatGeek.com or use the SeatGeek app and enter the promo code FIRSTCLASS. That's one word, FIRSTCLASS at the checkout and save $20 off your tickets. A gift for first-class fathers from first-class fatherhood. All right, Alec Lace live here at Turning Point USA, joined by First Class Father Alex Marlowe. Thank you for giving me a few minutes of your time here. Yeah, I'm thrilled to do it. You have an incredible sales pitch right behind us, which is this amazing wall of all these great guests. Well, listen, let's start just like this here. How many kids do you have? How old? I have at least two. At least two. 
people will be confused by that, but then their minds will go will, will, will go crazy for it. Um, my eldest is about to turn three, and my youngest is 15 months, or 16 months. Wow, very cool. Yeah. Great. You still got the price tag on that one. Okay. I, I still do, yeah. You, you guys so right all there. done? You're going for more? Oh, no. We'll have some more, and um, uh, it would be debatable how many more, but we love it. It's a, we're, I'm so uh, happy to do this, and I wish I had started earlier. I really do. Yeah, well, listen, that's one of the messages I try to. I know we're at Turning Point USA with a lot of the young kids that are here. One of the messages I say is start early, have kids early, because it really does. It, it, it's, it's really the best thing you're going to do in life. It's the most fulfilling thing you're going to do. So starting early is something that I recommend as well. Uh, fatherhood to me has been, I feel like it's this club, it's like the secret society that we all know exists, but it just feels so different once you're a part of it and immediately becomes a, such a big part of your uh, identity. I, I talk about how I'm actually a stay-at-home dad, even though I am the top content guy at Breitbart, the editor-in-chief of Breitbart. I have a national radio show. I had a book that came out called Breaking the News that I hope everyone checks out. It took a lot of research. I'm doing all this stuff, but I'm at home all day, and my kids are there, and I'm with them. I'm interacting with them, and it is just it's such an amazing thing, it's, and it's the biggest part of my life now. Yeah, it's awesome because I know, uh, listen, last week I was at uh, CPAC down in Dallas, and I know... That was called America Uncancelled, and we, we see this cancel culture going on. And one thing that's been canceled, I feel, is the nuclear family units in this country have been canceled. We have so many fatherless kids growing up in our country, and it's having a devastating effect you know, on our society. So uh, I think it's important now more than ever to highlight the role of the father and say, join the club. I, I think that people emphasize in society now um, creature comforts, whether or not life is easy, uh, and pleasure. And people are not emphasizing meaning enough. And nothing gives you more meaning than family. That's the thing that gives you the most meaning. Even more than career for most people. For men, sometimes career can surpass it. But and I think for, for women, it's almost always family. Very occasionally is it career. But there's so much emphasis on comfort and career and pleasure and not on meaning. And the meaning is so profound the second that you welcome a child into the world. And it becomes addictive. You just want more and more and more. And I'd have a million if I had the time. Yeah, listen, I, I'm right there with you. It's been the best thing that I've done in my life. And like you say, so many of the young guys, I started this show because so many, I, I drove a lot of Uber yeah. on the weekends. And a lot of the young guys, when I told them I had four kids, they looked at me like I had four heads. They were like, what are you, out of your mind? Huh. It's something that they would want to avoid, not something they want to embrace. It's something that, like, they look at it as something that's going to ruin their good time. It's like, exactly. well, why am I going to take on all this responsibility when I can just go do everything I want and not have to be bothered with it? And you find that these little moments in the day, particularly my, my kids are super cute ages, and there's these little moments in the day that are just so profound and so beautiful and so hilarious and so enjoyable that you'll never know until you've got the kids. So until you have the kids, you can't realize how fun it can be just a Sunday at home when you're playing games and you're playing music and they're dancing around and they're running around and they're chasing each other and they're laughing maniacally. Uh, it's the and my uh, my 16 month old, he's at one of the most beautiful ages because he's got this big, broad, beautiful smile, and it's so pure. He hasn't been corrupted at all by the world, and it's just something that you could just wish you could bottle it up and take it forever because he hasn't seen that the world does get tough yet. And again, just a pleasure that you will not get unless you have children. Yeah, and you know what? One of the one of like my, I guess my, I would say my favorite Democrat slogan that's ever been was John Kennedy saying, "Yeah, it's not what your country can do for you." I kind of I yeah. kind of put that into the family life as well. Don't ask what your family can do for you. Yeah. Ask what you can do for your family. Yeah. And I think it's it just opens you up. It makes you a better person, better husband, and more responsible human being overall. So I think it's I, I, I think it's the best thing that can happen to any male or female in, in their life. And, and why would I ask you? What would be the uh, top values that you're hoping to instill in your kids growing up? So so for my kids, uh, discipline is going to be. Big 
big. Uh, being uh, fighters is going to be big, but not fighters like uh, brawlers, though. I, I, there is some merit to being not uh, being afraid physically, um, but just being able to hold your ground, be able to defend your your your, posi- your positions. But uh, honor, integrity, trust. Uh, those are really big things, but I, I think hard work is another big one. There's so many key values, but I would say if you're a trustworthy person, a lot of doors will open up to you. I think that's the thing in this world where everyone is moving a mile a minute and doing a million things. If you're seen as a trustworthy person, uh, I, I really think that that is what is going to constantly open opportunities for you. So that's probably my number one. Uh, but I got a, I got a question for you because you talk to a lot of dads. I'm sure that you get this, what I experience, which is that I love it. I wish I started earlier. This has got to be a societal thing that we're not encouraging people to get on track with their families, right? It, it, it seems that way. You know what? Even in the pop culture, like we, we see the single guy always glorified. Like he's always sleeping around with multiple women. He's having a good time. And whenever we see that family, that, that father guy, he's got his head tucked down. He's never getting laid. Oh, he's yeah, yeah. A, he's putting so, an entire avocado into a blender. It, it, that's what I'm saying. So yeah. I, I think it's it, it's not something that's being promoted as something right. to shoot for. I think we, we everything else, like you alluded to earlier there, saying about the career being the most important thing. Yet when I talk to these guys that have been Super Bowl MVPs, yeah. uh, $100 million entrepreneurs, they say you know what I've, I've accomplished all these things but the experience of being a father has given me the greatest sense of fulfillment yes. in life and that's been the most important thing so I think it's important at events like this I know there's guys here um, like Michael Knowles uh, Jack Posobiec these are guys that are that are pushing you know telling these kids hey the family starting a family is something to aspire to not not something to be afraid of yeah I've been very vocal about it and I'll tell you one thing I've talked to Tucker Carlson about this who's the biggest star in my movement at the moment he's got four kids and he's constantly saying family is everything have as many kids as you can have more kids than you can afford uh, Andrew Breitbart my boss and mentor had four kids and so there's the people can do it you can be busy and have kids and I, I highly recommend it it just fulfills every second of your life there's something interesting going on when you get the kids well I'll tell you what Michael Knowles who's here I had him on the yeah. podcast before he's a brand new dad himself he just had his first kid and I, I, I he got some advice uh, from Andrew Clavin that was telling him hey listen uh, you know people are fear that especially the young guys they'll say like if I'm going to have kids it's going to be too much money it's going to cost me too much I can't right, afford it right. but yet when you have kids it, it, it really accelerates your drive to do better sure to does. earn more so you end up making more I, no longer. I, I've always responded to that uh, for me I'm very incentive based in general and whenever I feel like my lifestyle needs an increase I somehow manage to figure out a way to move my career along so I, I'm wired that way I know every guy isn't that a lot of people want to get on a set track forever but for me I if there's another mouth to feed, I'm just going to work a little harder. But more important than harder, smarter. You learn how to become a better. For me, I have a lot of skills at my work as editor of Breitbart that are grinder skills, things that require a ton of hours. But there's a lot of skills that are management skills, skills where if you work smart, you can save yourself time, and you really learn to develop those skills. So uh, that's what I'm saying. Just have the kids, and then when you have them, then you your, your life will change. But I'm very optimistic for the vast majority of people, it will be for the better. And, and I think the fear of the change is one of the things, too, uh, Alex, that keeps people from doing it. And I bring a lot of the Navy SEALs on, like I said, and sure. their slogan is, you got to get comfortable being uncomfortable. And nothing yeah. makes you more uncomfortable than having a kid and being a dad for the first time. But once you get through and push through, then you realize why everyone talks so highly about it. So Exactly, and I like when the tough guys have the kids too, because the world is not an easy place to navigate, and I know that my kids being the son of the Breitbart editor, the sons of the Breitbart editor, I can't imagine what's going to be in store for them, but they're going to learn some grit, they're going to learn some stuff that is not being uh, fostered by you know mainstream society right now. Yeah, and, and on that, like, it, it, 
Listen, whenever I bring on conservative guests, yeah. I usually get hammered on social media. I can only imagine what it's like for you. Our political atmosphere is toxic right now. Right. It just seems like everyone wants to hate one another. What has been like? Have you had made any adjustments, or do you feel like feel any of that blowback? I mean, you have young kids. You're talking about highly. Uh, sensitive issues here. Have you had any kind of negative results uh, doing what you do? Thankfully, they're too young um, for that, but I anticipate it'll happen down the road. And this is a, a sad thing because I'll tell you, if, for example, um, if if the I don't think whoever edits, you know, the Huffington Post um, would have to worry about their kids like being able to coach little league with their kids. 100%. But I know some people in my life who are. I, I'm, I'm not there yet, but they do have to worry about coaching Little League in their neighborhood because uh, they will get, it will become a distraction because they're a professional conservative for a living. I, and I hope we get past that as a society because it's so toxic and it's just not fair to the kids themselves. And so hopefully keeping the kids out of it is something that most people I think are going to respect, but I haven't experienced it firsthand. I'm not, I, I'm, but I got to admit, I'm a little fearful about it. I'm not surprised. And like you said, hopefully this thing starts to, we start to melt. As I said, I bring dads on here from all walks of life. Yeah. And when you're in the dad club, it doesn't matter where you came from, what street you're from. We're all in the same boat. We want our kids to excel. We want them to be safe. We want them to be yes. happy and treat other people with kindness. And we don't want to see them sad and hurt. So we are a lot more alike than we are, than people are telling us that we're different. And this should be a unifier for us. And maybe it will. Maybe shows like yours will help, hopefully. Can I ask you another question? I, I'm, I do a lot of interviews, so I can't help it. But it's the... The, the, you, you have a lot of guys who are uh, veterans on. Uh, I've been deployed to um, Washington and Tampa for some conferences the last five days. This is tongue-in-cheek. I haven't really been deployed. It's a joke. Uh, it, it's the, and I already miss my kids in five days. Like it, It's hard. How do you go on a tour of duty for nine months? I mean, that's just so, that's unbelievable. Like, yeah. Just leave your family for that long. And listen, this is one of the reasons why this, I'm a railroad mechanic is what uh, I do full time. And when I have to work those overnight shifts and doubles, I'm the same way. I'm, so I ask these guys, like, how do you do it when you go on yeah. a nine month? But one thing that's different is the FaceTime, that they yeah. have the opportunity to sure. do these things where if there's a play going on, their wife or the mother of their child can FaceTime them and bring them there. So that part of it, I guess, has made it a little bit simpler for them. I can't speak to it personally, but I always ask them that and let them speak on to it. So I've had all these veterans on and I always ask them about that yeah. what are the challenges of that and for a lot of guys they'll wait and put off having kids until their military career is over yeah. uh, for that specific reason yeah and I think that makes sense for some for some guys uh, it's less of an issue for, for men than, than women because I think men can, can probably do that a, a little more easily but I was just thinking that would just be so painful and so many of our uh, bravest and best Americans do that routinely it's amazing yeah and like I said I had uh, Jocko Willink on the podcast and I asked him about uh, about that and he said you know you got to talk to my wife she's the one that was there through all of that while I was deployed so you had and in and in those relationships there's a high divorce rate because of all that yeah. so hey, I, listen I, I have nothing but respect for the men and women of our military just for that portion of it alone is a lot to be aspired to so Absolutely. Uh, last thing I want to hit you with here I don't want to keep you any longer I love to ask all the dads that I get on the podcast what type of advice do you have for the new dad or for that about to be father out there listening I just enjoy every minute particularly for that first month and that first year and for me I, I don't know I'm, I'm loving where my kids are at now but it is just try to take in those little minutes those little moments uh, and you don't know when they're going to pop up so don't be distracted uh, don't be on your phone my two-year-old knows if I'm on and I'm pretty good about this I try to be pretty disciplined about separating family and work time but they notice at a really young age and that's a good thing that's a check on you being tuned out into whatever 
BS is in your head and not focusing on what really matters, which is right in front of you. Uh, and then go for quantity. Those are my two. I think we should have more kids. As in, in bigger families, we all are so delighted when we see bigger families. Uh, and uh, there's so many societal forces telling us not the bigger families. So those are my top two. Well said. I love the message. It's been an honor for me. i got to say you're a first-class father all the way. And thank you for giving me a few minutes of your time thank here. Thank you. This has been a blast. Father. Back to wrap things up here at First Class Fatherhood. I got to give a special thank you once again to Alex Marlow for stopping by the booth down there in Tampa at the Turning Point USA. That was so cool. Please hit me up on Twitter, guys, or drop me a DM on Instagram. Let me know what you thought about today's episode. I always love to read your feedback. And make sure you bring it right back here on Wednesday. I'm dropping a huge episode on you guys. Dr. Ben Carson stops by First Class Fatherhood to chat about fatherhood, family life, faith, and so much more. I've tried so hard to put this interview together. I really hope and really think you guys are going to enjoy it. So don't miss out on that. Follow me on Instagram for all the other upcoming guest announcements. That's all I got for you guys today. I'm Alec Lace. Thank you for listening to First Class Fatherhood. And please remember, guys, we are not babysitters. We are fathers. And we're not just fathers. We are first-class fathers.